Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So for those of you out there, one of the things that I want to say is, you know, you heard me talk about this now for about two weeks, and I've gotten a bunch of emails uh, about it. And one of the things that you, you said to me, Pat, are you like exaggerating? Do you really have five coaches? And if you do have five, why do you have five? So here's what I want to say about them. You know, you don't need to have five. But, you know, for somebody like me, there are a couple things that that I do that requires a coach. And that's what today's show is about. Now, like number one, Benny knows about this. The number one, look, I can't I got to have a coach for my table tennis. So I got a table tennis coach, right? And so I have somebody that teaches me the art of that game, but teaches me more importantly, the art of how to win at that game. And for those of you that are listening today, we're going to be talking about the power of coaching. And the reason we're talking about this, and we're talking with somebody that doesn't just talk about the power of coaching, but Deborah Rothschild does something incredible. And that is when we think about what she has brought to the world, how she understands the dynamic nature of coaching. You know, whether you know her as an author, you know her as a personal coach, you know, or you know her as somebody that has far exceeded the realm of success in the business arena. One of the things you know is that for those of us and for many of you, if you want to move forward in your life, doing it alone is daunting. It's daunting. And what happens if you start out and you set out on your life and you go through life like you heard me share the other day and six months after dialing that wrong phone number and doing this amazing thing that I get to do today, right? I come down with a a mystery disease. So now I have to look for a different kind of help, a different kind of coach, a different kind of mentor. And you heard me talk about that. But there are some things about coaching that I learned the hard way. I learned it the hard way. I can't tell you how much money that um, uh, for me that I have spent because I did not know what Deborah is about to share with us today. I did not know this. So here you go. Brought to you exactly the way you asked for it is the power of coaching. And I have brought one of the best to the table to talk about it, Deborah Rothschild. And the reason that I'm bringing Deborah here is because, one, it's never too late to hire a coach. And I will tell you, 
I was not born yesterday. And she and I were just chatting about some of this stuff. We're taking a trip down memory lane. But here's the deal. It doesn't matter. Age has got nothing to do with it, right? So today, fasten your seatbelt so you do not create the potholes that I created and you do not step in them. Because if you do, even if you do, even if you have a setback, boy, wouldn't you like to have a hand that reach out to, out to you and says, look, I can help you get back up. Deborah, it's great to have you. Great to have you on the show. Hey, I'm excited to be here, Dr. Pat. Thank you. Look at, I can't tell you, I want to start with a conversation uh, about this for a minute. And I mean it. I've been talking a lot about coaching lately. Uh, and mostly Benny and I were joking a little bit because I did finally get a table tennis coach. And I, I love him. And he's hard. And it's not the first time. But here's what I want to talk with you about and come out of the gate with. I have not been able to move forward in my life. I can't think of really any time that I have been able to move forward in my life without help and help in a very particular way, which we're going to talk about today. You know, whether it was when I was homeless, when I went, it doesn't matter when I was stuck, when I had a chronic illness or when I had a dream and a passion and couldn't get off the couch. So let me ask you this. In the world we live in today, I would imagine the landscape uh, has changed. The landscape has changed for people that are seeking help in the world of coaching. So I want to ask you this. What do we look for? Because I can't tell you how many packages I bought, how many things I've done, and thinking I was actually going to get a coach, and I didn't get one. Tell us about this, and welcome. Well, thank you so much, and um, I think you hit the nail right on the head because our our world today is different than it was 20 years ago when I opened up my practice. So here I am, 18,000 hours paid coaching time. Um, today, people live in a uh, sometimes self-appointed, sometimes they are put into a jail call like their framework, and they are locked in and they cannot see the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, immediately they're going to start looking for a mentor. And the one thing you said that I am totally against, and that is package, package, you know, for $5,000, $9,000, you got this cookie cutter thing. And I've had the same coach for, you know, over 20 years. And nothing was ever cookie cutter to me. So, therefore, I just duplicated what, what a master had done. And so... Coaching today can't be cookie-cutter because it's not a one-size-fit-all. People have to look at the experience. I mean, I'm 20 years into a practice, over 18,000 paid coaching hours. I'm classically educated, and I have a high success rate. And so that's only because, you know, I've been in a position where I have remained pliable, coachable, on the leading edge, on the edge of learning what's going to be the very best for my clients. And so I'm, I'm anti, the other thing I'm anti, so, you know, and that is someone, I was, I was operating as a coach long before, like, coaching became, like, this new popular thing. You know, if you can't yeah. do it, become a coach. Now, if I, if I insult someone, I'll just apologize in advance. But you can't take a six-week course or attend, you know, 19 seminars and come out with a certificate 
expecting someone to believe in you that you can lead them. So I think experience at the table is number one. Yeah, let me talk to you about this, if I could. Because, listen, what you're saying makes so much sense. I just didn't know this. Believe me, I hate to admit this, but it really is true. You know, when I decided not to go back into corporate America after 10 years of study, right, uh, my research won all sorts of rewards. Everybody wanted me to take the big, fat corporate job. I just couldn't. I was depressed, Deborah. I studied the consequences of broken promises for 10 years. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? I could not go back. But I didn't know how to move forward. And at the time, what you just talked about, all of these, like, I, I admitted this the other day on the show, all of these packages. I even bought the Trump University thing. And I got to tell you that some of these packages that you buy, you don't really look under the hood. But the other thing I want to ask you about is something we never ask when we start to talk about the people we bring in our lives, right? Correct. How have you done this before? What are some of the people you've worked with? Don't tell me their names, but what are some of the situations? Well, you know, know, I, I hired a coach. When I, um, I had been um, in the insurance industry, they had supplied some coaches, some trainers, some mentors. I kind of like got a flavor how it could be or should be. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I found myself sometime later, you know, I opened up a big catering company and um, like I'm a gourmet cook, but I needed some business help. So I had to hire somebody to come in and do that. But when I found the direct sales industry, I my upline was only responsible for so much. And I went on a hunt, you know, to, to find someone that would, you know, meet my personality and keep, cause I'm a racehorse and I, you know, and I'm like, I, you know, I throw my head, I stop my feet and I needed someone that could get a handle on me and allow me to see really where I am supposed to go. Keep me on focus, hold me accountable and bring the tidbits to the table, the different ideas and creativity to keep me going. So, you know, here we go. I, I went, I shot right to the top in that company. And um, I was hired by um, a uh, drug sales company, network marketing company, a long time ago. In fact, it was 1999. I came off the stage as a keynote speaker. I ran down the aisle, you know, waving at everybody. And uh, I was headed to the ladies' room. And this woman comes up behind me, grabs me by the arm and said, I need to hire you. And I looked at her like she had a frog on her head. I said, what for? She said, you need to coach me. And I said, well, give me your phone number. I zipped to my hotel room. I called my hotel. I called my coach and he said, I've been waiting for this moment in time. He said, hang out your shingle. You got the credentials. You've done it. So that was between company one and company two. And henceforth, my, uh, my, my coaching practice, you know, blossomed after that. But not limited to, of course, direct sales. Anytime we deal with people, we're, we're dealing with public relations, attitudes, you know, we've got this whole thing. And something somewhere along the line, something has to be sold. And that's where I come in at. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad we're talking about this for a lot of reasons. And, you, you know, as much as I, I look at where we are, what we want to do, I like what we're talking about here. I like the idea, first of all, it's never too late to hire a coach. And one of the things um, 
that I know of for sure is that today when I am even the slightest bit, Deborah, when I am stuck slash procrastinating and I spend more time trying to figure out how not to be, that's when I think that I'm in trouble. I want to ask you a question. You know, here we are, you and I are talking. What do you make of the, the, the idea of my true confessions about, yes, I too have a coach. I mean, I don't know how I would be doing what I'm doing. What is this about for people and where's the resistance come? Do you have coach? Do I personally have a coach? Yeah. Currently, as of this, I have had the same guy for 22 yeah. years. Yep. Yep. I mean, people so, look know, at me. It, it, yeah. So let's talk about why. Because I get asked more times than not, wow, Pat, well, I, you have <laughs> you have a coach. Well, you know, you're right. <laughs> I, you know, you're, you're within the, you know, you're within the, the group of people that is, you know, rocking and rolling. But I think the thing I want to say to you is you have already identified that you're not going to do it alone as successfully as you are with a coach. Yeah. You know, and coaching to me is a not just a silent partner. If someone steps along the side of you, it can easily and quickly assess where your head is because the battlefield, the battlefield is between the ears. What we think is what we do, and that's where the war goes on. And so to be able to do a, an assessment with an individual and or their team, their company, or whatever their their, their battle is, you know, to, to quickly, you know, get them into a greater productivity and efficiency. And quite frankly, if we would look at the top athletes, you know, of the world today, uh, Michael Jordan had a coach. I mean, everybody's got a coach if they want it, if they want to run at peak performance and be at the top of their game. And, you know, and to me what that says is they're out of procrastination. They're running on a good energy. They feel good about themselves. Their confidence is better. And they were able to contribute that to the marketplace. They're able to make a difference in people's lives. And that's the thing that I love about coaching. I may work with a client, but it's what that client, he or she does after I'm done with them for that, for that moment, what the positive impact that they're making in their company in the world around about them. Yeah. You know what I love about this, Deborah, and I want to talk about this with you uh, before we go to break. One of the things I read, and I want to address it, is, you know, you and I have done something very similar. We have made countless mistakes time and time okay. again. There are some things we thought we were going to be, maybe I'll speak for myself, that I thought I'd be highly su successful about, and I wasn't. So, you know, many people have asked me to change my tagline question that I've had for over 15 years. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? They want me to turn it into something more positive. But that's not me and that's not my story. What is it that our lessons teach us? Our lessons teach us that, you know, one, we're either doing the right thing or guess what? We're never going to do that again. And, you know, and that's where a, a teachable, coachable spirit comes about. And it's, you know, I have been in the ditch. I have cried. I've screamed. I thought I'd never get to that mountaintop. But, you know, the lessons that I learned along the way are invaluable, not only for my life, but anybody that I work with. You know, one of the things that I want to ask you about, too, is I was taking a look at a number of different things. And one of the things I find, and I want to ask you if this is true of women 
or if this is more general. We don't think about what it means to keep ahead of the competition. And I want to ask you about this in direct relationship to the to coaching and especially your coaching, because you talk about what it means to keep ahead of the competition. And yet, I think you know many people that have gone down the pathway of not even looking at the competition and they end up working with you. But here's what I want to ask you about. You know, what can we do to develop the habits and the skills to address this thing I'm about to say, which my mama taught me? Mama taught me, she said, girls, you got to remember, are you playing to win or are you playing not to lose? And that's mm-hmm. really what I want to talk to you about. Because that's, to me, the difference between whether you hire a coach or not. Well, I think, number one, women typically don't, for on, on an average, there are some that are high-speed, high-rollers, and they're aware of everything. But I think, um, just on an average, most women are not aware of the competition. Mm-hmm. They don't understand why it's important <clears throat> to identify them and to know what they're doing so they can modify their approach in building your own businesses because we have a tendency to be, tendency to be coffee clutchers and nurturers and we're organizational with a feel-good group. Thank God that we are. But I think when a client ha- is forced to become aware of the surroundings, then that's a revelation. When the lights start going on in a woman, look out. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, we can speak to that for, you know, actually, we can speak to that time and time again. You know, one of the things I want to ask you, what are what are some of the challenges, Deborah? Look, I, I introduced you very briefly, but that you're much more than that. If I look at success and I think of what you've done and I think of you developing two network marketing organizations over two million plus Then I think about your coaching practice where people say, look, hiring you is like hiring five coaches. And I and I could go on and on and on. I want to ask you this question. Right. Given everything you've done, being in the moment now, share with us a little bit about what some of the challenges and obstacles you personally had to overcome. In my coaching practice for growing a business. Boy, I'll tell you, now that you brought that up, I would like to hear from both of them. <laughs> well, you know, in, 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 in developing companies along the way, it's just that, you know, I was always taught if it's going to be, it's up to me. And so, unfortunately, mm. you know, I mean, I hired a coach because I wanted to shorten that learning curve. But I also know that in order to achieve great success, we have to put in the time. We have to serve that time. We have to do the groundwork. We have to be hands-on. And not always are all the decisions that, at least I speak for myself, not all the, 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 the decisions I made were the right ones. You know, there was a lot of teary nights and like, hey, saying to someone, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way, you know, because we get in this mode of, you know, drive. What I've learned is that no matter what industry we're in, I don't care if you're a lawyer, a doctor, an Indian chief, etc., we all have to become masters of public relations. So... Being able to wow. become that is, is experience. And I think, I think what probably makes me a whole lot smarter than the average is that due to the types of mistakes that I've made through the years, and, and by the way, when I amended that, there was a great success. 
so, you know, in, in growing companies, I have to grow my clients first. I have to instill in them the not just the positivity, but I have to show them, you know, and if I have to be, you know, become a broken record, that they are irreplaceable, that they have what it takes. And by the way, if I think for a moment that they don't have what it takes, then perhaps, you know, um, I'll bring that to the table and I will show them that maybe, you know, this is not the industry for you. Have you looked at something else? You know, what I'm not about is a dollar bill sign because I've never had to advertise for clients, <clears throat> nor will I ever because everybody comes to me by word of mouth. But I, if my client doesn't win, I fail. And guess what? That's not going to happen. Yeah, man, I'll tell you. You know, i got to ask you this. I know where my level of perseverance comes in. And I, I'm not going to get into it because I want people to get to know you. But I know it comes from my stepmama. I know it. And I could pinpoint the day that I learned the first lesson in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got to ask you this. Do we need to have, how should I call it? Do we need to have that capital P perseverance energy? Because you see, many of us go down a pathway, and I got to tell you, it took me a long time to be me today, right? I mean, I'm the girl that took oh, 13 no. years to get an undergraduate degree, Deborah. So tell me about this mechanism we call perseverance and how it has helped guide you, shape you, and the clients you work with? Well, I think, you know, uh, my father was an entrepreneur. And so I think from, you know, as a youngster, I had that drive. You know, I, I come from that era where um, I had to have um, chores done in order to get an allowance. And so no working, no bubblegum, you know. So I was taught as a young child a work ethic. And I think, you know, my work, work, my work ethic alone causes me to have that perseverance. And there's been days I want to throw my, you know, in my, in my own personal life, throw my arms in the air and go, oh, I can't do anymore. Mm. But I think a lot of people, they, they persevere in different areas. But because many times in this world we have business owners, we have people in direct sales and other, you know, other industries, they have been chewed up out and laying on the road like carnage and they are just so so beat up you know not necessarily beat up financially but beat up emotionally and i think once a person is invigorated empowered mm -hmm. then the transformation and then i've seen some of the most meek beat up people you know hire me and they're limping they hire me and they're limping not everybody yeah. that hires me is limping you know, and I watch them week after week become fortified. And I watch mm. them, that transformation. And it's not just that hour with me on the phone a week. It's all the subsequent hours that follow, watch them push through, and all of a sudden, we are persevering. And that's, I mean, that's the check I cannot cash. Yeah. You know, I, I, this is what I love about talking with you. Because there is also something else that Mama also said to me, and you nailed it before. Mama said to me, "I can't. My mother's passed on, so if she, I know she's listening to me talk to talk about her right now. Um, she used to say to us girls, three girls, right before my brother came. She used to say, "Girls, I'm telling you, honey, 
girls, I tell you, she was from the South. She said, you cannot try to take a person to a place you have not gone yourself. And she used to tell us this at a very young age. You know, she would say this, you know, you're trying to do this, this, this with this kid down the block. Why are you doing that? You haven't been there. They're from, you know, and she would talk to us about this. You know, we lived in a very uh, diverse neighborhood, right? And she would talk to us about this. And she said, you know, look, the next best thing to be in them is to understanding them. But I love that about you because, see, your experience, why wouldn't I want to hire somebody that's been at the place I want to go, Deborah? Well, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you said something, you hit the nail. You know, um, that first revelation that I came into, what you just talked about, you know, came to me in my first company, and I was sponsored by a two-time state senator. And he said to me, Deborah, don't you ever ask someone don't ever ask someone to do something that you yourself have not done. He said, to me, that is deceptive and a lie and misleading. And I mean, I looked at him and I thought, really? And I began to ponder that. I thought, you know, the, 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 the speed of a pass is determined by the leader. And so I went on a roll. I won every award. I won every bonus. And I began to set the, the, the trap. For everyone to run on so i my all of my efforts would have been duplicated and so how could we possibly and i think that goes back to you know looking and wanting to hire a coach you know you have to hire someone that's been there that's done it and that has had the success rate and yeah. you know when i went to go look for my coach he didn't even believe in direct sales he only coached fortune 500 people and i had to call him countless times and actually one day i he said, I only coach men and women that are earning six figures a year. And this was early on in my career in direct sales. I burst into tears, and I said, Mr. Kennedy, but if you don't coach me, I'll never get there. And he said, I broke oh. his heart, and right then from that moment, we had a bond. Yeah, and I, I want to talk to you about this when we come back because I, uh, I signed up to sell a product that I love. I, I don't look in in 15 years doing this, Deborah. Can you imagine how many people have put some kind of product in front of me and says either endorse it, become part of my I don't even have the language right, become part of my my group and yeah, selling network. it and so forth, network and doing it. And over 15 years, there are only three three products that I could think about. One of them you just buy and it say it relieved my pain. It's called Top Percent. The other one is a product now that I've been using for several months and I swear by it. But if you ask me, Dr. Pat, at this show, how well I'm doing in sharing that product, information about it and selling it to others, I will get a big fat F. When we come back, <laughs> did I just say that? When we you come did. I did. Because you know what I learned in my life is you got to tell the truth or you got to go home. We're going to take a short break. You better be telling the truth. Uh, Oh, my gosh. You will not be set free. Let's take a short break. When we come back, what does 18,000 mean? 18,000. When I say 18,000, now let me just say this again. What does 18,000 paid coaching hours mean to you? When we come back, not only are we going to talk about that, 
But we're going to talk about why somebody like me gets stuck. Yes, that and much more. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with Deborah. Tune in to The Truth Is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Music to soothe and heal. Get to know Dudley and Dean Evanson, two of the most popular musicians you've probably never heard of. Through their label, Soundings of the Planet, the Evansons have produced over 80 music albums and videos and recently have published their first book, Quieting the Monkey Mind, How to Meditate with Music. Visit soundings.com to explore their music, videos, and blog. Listeners have written incredible testimonies about the relaxing and healing effects of their music. Find out more by visiting soundings.com. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. It's time to step into the power of yes. Creating the life you want is up to you. The power comes from saying yes to ourselves, yes to possibilities, and yes to change. Are you ready? Start achieving your goals and moving life in the direction you want. Tune in each month to Yes Minded Power Radio with Barbara Scheidegger to start living your future now. For more information about the show and working with Barbara, visit yesmindedpower.com. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. What happened, Benny? I got to cut it out. What, what happened to the song right there? <laughs> it, people, do people really want to hear me grunt and groan? Well, maybe a little bit on some days. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. Deborah, look, before we kind of go, because we are going to go here and get into some stuff, um, I want folks to know everything about you. How do they find out? How do they find you on your website, social media, radio, all of the above, please? And how do they hire you? Okie dokie. All right, tell me how. Oh, I'm, we're we're back live. You know, I was um, I'm, I'm ruminating over the last comment that you made prior to uh, I know. Um, our um, our <laughs> our break. 
Well, my name is Deborah Rothschild, R-O-T-H-S-C-H-I-L-D. I'm at www.deborahrothschild.com. My phone number is on there, and um, like many people, um, I interview people. We take, uh, we set a time, 20, 30 minutes, because you're not for everybody. I'm not for everybody. So it needs to have some clear, clear lines in in what you're doing and what you're not doing. You know, um, in the beginning of my coaching practice, which was a long time ago, um, I would coach just about anyone or anything. I think if a rabbit hired me, I would have taken his, um, his carrot, you know, to get that experience under my belt. Uh, but today, but today um, I have some boundaries, you know, on, on who I'm going to work with. Yeah. Progressive and- people, progressive. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I went through the same thing. And, you know, I what I learned about this and let's talk about it because I want to get back to my comment before the break. Um, what I learned is that if I am if I don't believe that I'm a good match for somebody, they also don't believe it. And I have so many people I know I'm willing to reference somebody out. Right. Because mm-hmm. I have been told over my period of time and coaching that I am very direct, very focused, and quite assertive to get people where they want to go. And that doesn't work for everybody. But let's go back to my comment before the thing, because I'm not that assertive in a lot of ways. I'm actually a super, you ready, introvert. So let's talk talk about what I said before the break. Well, what, what, and, you know, and for those that just tuned in, we're talking about here she's got a product. She's passionate. She's on fire, um, you know, but her business is not where it wants it to be. So in, 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 in the world of direct, direct sales slash network marketing, we have, two par- we have two moving parts. And one moving part is working that's great, but that alone, and, and the reason people get into this, by the way, is typically – you know, they want to create that discretionary income. Um, maybe the word is residual income. We want everybody in America to have some form yeah. of residual income because we have residual bills, right? By yeah. the way, the insurance company is going to bill you every month on the nose. But if, if, if the, the, the two pieces to the pie, you know, of, of this, this moving animal, this monster at times, to focus on just strictly direct sales, selling a product to somebody, if you're doing that or you've been having a hard time with that, if you're not paying attention to that business opportunity because the residual income can only come when you've got a profitable, duplicatable, moving great machine called an organization. And that is hence why I have a successful coaching practice. I love selling products. You know, nothing happens in America until something is sold, right? So, I mean, I think that's great. But what, you know, companies are, direct sales network marketing companies are accountable for only so much. Great product, great compensation plan. Uh, Keep their nose out from underneath getting hammered by the Federal Trade Commission. And all dots are dotted, all T's are crossed. After that, then, you know, and they're going to put out some training. Then, you know, it follows on the upline. What's the upline? What's the six people above you are brand new? Well, that's why I have a coaching practice. So it's developing human potential, which is the thing I just absolutely get so excited to understand because I know in doing that, that business is going to be developed. And so you have those two moving parts. And if, if one is more so than the other, then it's out of balance. 
And we want everybody, you know, to be successful. At least I do. Because if you're just, you know, I just got off the phone with a client of mine, you know, and I've been working with her five years. She's a multi-million dollar earner, and she gets so stuck. I'm going to say, I sold them some product. I said, did you pitch the business opportunity? Did you, did you show them this? Did you do this? No. I said, honey, we can't fall back into that. Because see, if she just builds another 30000 in that one line, you know, she, her checks are already 70000 a month, but immediately check goes to 110000 a month. And I'm like, oh, come on. So it, it is a balance, but here's the deal. Take, it takes talent and skill to sell a product. Most people fail at the follow-up, but it takes a whole lot of skill set and a whole lot of PR and a whole lot of dancing with a lot of people that sometimes don't want it and developing the big picture and developing that high-paying residual duplicating machine called income. I got to tell you, you know, I'm a little bit uh, embarrassed to admit this, but, you know, for me... I am very familiar with this particular product as it existed in the marketplace before, you know, I started to get familiar with the gel. You know, HGH, human growth hormone, has been one of the more controversial but important, I would say, discoveries. But unless you have $3,000 a shot, an injection to give yourself, there is no other solution. But I'm a skeptic, and I want to ask you about this because – In a lot of ways, we are skeptic about coaches and coaching, but I definitely need some help in this area. I want to ask you about this this idea. I've had to figure out along the way in my life what I know and what I don't know. And a lot of times, Deborah, I don't even know what I don't know. But boy, it is painful to try to figure things out by yourself. But here's the thing I want to ask you. Average everyday things like playing table tennis, I got a coach and we can figure it out. But living my dream, expanding this network, moving into a place of, as you said, where everybody associated with us could have residual uh, income, it is really a conundrum. And I wanted to ask you this question about yourself, your journey, and your coaches, right? You know, what is it? that we need to discover, as you say in the Firefly Protocol, what is it that we need to discover about this magic of personal reinvention? Well, I think, uh, you know, women have to reinvent themselves all the time. Mm. You know, here she's happily married, three kids, and all of a sudden either the husband, you know, runs off or he drops dead, and all of a sudden she's faced with the unknown. And women have to reinvent themselves. And I, and through the years, I, you know, I believe it's been like a universal thing with me. I had to go through all these things to continue to reinvent myself, to become a master at it, to be where I am today, you know, cause I just wasn't, I just didn't, the egg didn't hatch and, you know, all of a sudden I had success. So we have to reinvent ourselves daily though, because yeah. we have to reinvent the idea of, you know, what, you know, a lot of people wear egos, you know, they wear their egos on their, uh, on their sleeve or better yet in the middle of the forehead in my, you know, my first network marketing company, my, my upline said to me, take that ego rough child, nail it to the bottom of your shoe. And I don't want to see it again. Mm. Ouch. So mm. he said, you have to become teacher. He said, I didn't win two elections 
being mean, being offensive. I won two elections because I could paint the bigger picture and I could give people hope. Now, if you listen to me, if you just do what I say, you know, if I tell you to quack, quack, if I tell you to walk like a duck, walk like a duck, because I'm never going to lead you astray. And that's the very premise I built my coaching, you know, in doing an assessment with the client, see where they are, where their goal is. And like I always say to someone, I will never mislead you. I may not always have the answer, but I'm going to find the answer. But I'm never going to tell you to do something that I know will not work. Because yeah, it doesn't it, work. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, then nobody wins. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't work, uh, then let's just talk about the fact that you and I would not be talking with each other. And, I, and it really goes back to what we said before, but I want to really talk to you about this a little bit more. It goes back to the idea of, look, some of the mistakes we've made, and I've made a lot of them along the way, right? But those mistakes, right, do several things. They will give me an opportunity to either personally reinvent myself or reinvent what it is that's in front of me. What do you Correct. think? What do you think it is that you find in the in the thousands of people that you've coached? Those eighteen thousand paid coaching hours you put in. What do you find? Is there a current theme? Is there a current theme to our stuckness? Uh oh, that's oh, my yeah. word. You know, it, you know, it, it, you know, it, it's everywhere. And one thing I will tell you is that, you mm-hmm. know, okay, so, you know, you know, big whoop, you know, I made it to the top and, you know, earned a few million, you know, in developing a network marketing company. And that second company, I created 17 millionaires. Okay, so everybody's up and running their own. What I've noticed is a common thread, because I work with the top money earners from 20, currently, top money earners from 23 different companies. And everybody, no matter how much, how big that check is, I don't care if it's, you know, my top money earner I work with earns a couple hundred thousand a month. And she is no different than someone that, uh, just like you talk, you know, that you get stuck. Because the, the, the head is the battlefield, and by the time she gets done talking herself out of everything and beating herself up, frustrated, trying to put her head to the wall, then on, you know, Thursday morning at, by the way, at... Um, 7 a.m. Central time, and she's Eastern at 6 a.m. her time, I get to hear how she talks herself out. So it's a matter of getting in her head, turning it around, because different levels, and let's just talk, we're talking direct sales network marketing, the bigger the check, the bigger the organization, the more problems the leader has. So Mm. in in the inception of a business, you have to create a network, you have to move a lot of product, you have to identify people for the business opportunity. The verbiage has got to be right. You've got to be able to plug them in, and then the conversion ratio starts, which, you know, that's why I'm a, I'm a master. I had a 98 percentile retention rate in my second company, and then that's a whole new skill set right there in developing leadership. So, you know, you develop product users, you develop distributors, and then there's, of course, different levels of developing leadership as an organization grows and blows and gets bigger and better and greater as the months go by. But everybody's the same. Everybody has, everybody's mm. the same. You know, Deborah, one of the things I love, but before we get into my next question, let's take a moment again to remind everybody, I'm talking to Deborah Rothschild here today. Uh, for those of you that are uh, out there and want to find out more about her, you could go ahead and go to her website, and it's DeborahRothschild.com. But, you know, Deborah is, De- one of our folks asked me, it's D-E-B-R-A. 
So I want to make sure you know that. Uh, D-E-B-R-A Rothschild, R-O-T-H-S-C-H-I-L-D.com. And when you get there, you're going to find a number of different things. You're going to be able to see and meet Deborah up up close and personal. You're going to see a number of options for coaching. Please take a look at them. And as she said before, you know, one of the things I love about this is you give her a call, right, at 314-917-2709. That's 314-917-2709 right there on our website. And yeah, it's important for that 30-minute chat uh, for those people that are looking at their lives and want to make a change. Uh, you know, we are living in a fast-paced time right now. We, it is, it is, it is jet fuel timing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is like rocket ship uh, information. It's rocket Mm -hmm. ship. It's rocket ship information. I found myself over the weekend doing an assessment, Deborah, of what am I plugging into? You know, what do I need to plug into for the work I do in the world and to work with all of you? What do I need to plug into to do that? And then what am I plugging into that is not going to get me where I really want to go? And I want to ask you, how do you help others? Because I'm sure I'm not alone in this. How do you help others when you're faced with someone that just cannot turn off the Twitter account? I mean, is this a thing or is it just most of us here? (laughs) No, I I think we are so mesmerized by social media today that um, it has a place and a time in, in building a business. But I think when... We go on that, I have nothing else to do, or I'm avoiding taking up the phone, or I'm avoiding going to work, you know, getting myself out of the way, then I'm going to retreat onto social media. And, it, you know, and actually what it does, it takes your eye off the bullseye. Mm. And people need it. People need to have a vision, and they need to stay focused. And if it's taking you off purpose, then we, you need to, like, do an assessment. You need to get tweak yourself and get yourself back on target. But, you know, we, we in today in, in the industry that we've been talking about, direct sales, network marketing, but it goes, it, it boils down to medicine. It goes everywhere. Everybody is moving forward so fast, you know, because we live in a very competitive world. But here in network marketing, we have almost 4,000 companies. Everyone's got the best widget, of course, right? Everybody's got good widgets. You know, some are good, some are bad, some are indifferent, and some I would hope they close the doors and don't come back again. <laughs> but but it, people have to stay on focus. But they have to understand why they need to be on focus. You know, people need tangible, realistic goals. I had a woman call not too long ago, and I know you've probably heard this in the past, you know, looking for a coach, frustrated, been in the same business for four years. I asked her what kind of organizational buy-in, 3,000. I was like, oh, boy. And, well, you, she could have been a consumer, and she just decided to get ready, you know, to go build. And I said, well, you know, what would be the amount of money that you'd like to be earning in six months, 10000 a month? I said, have you ever earned 10000 a month? No. I said, well, what would ever cause you to think that if you've been doing this for four or five years, you only have 3000 a month volume, so your check is probably about 225000 a month. What and how much are you wanting to change that in six months, I'm going to say, because you work a full-time job, 
that you could accrue that in success of 5000 a month. What are you willing to change? Her response was, well, not a whole lot. Wow, there you go. I thought, okay, well, there it is. There's your answer. So people have to be willing to change, willing to listen. But I think the big thing is that in, in, in working with a coach is that, as I said, I've never had to advertise before, you know, like this, this radio program. Um, mm-hmm. you ha- people have to believe in their coach. They have to have a trust. And I think that's where, and by the way, those trust relationships are built over time. I think anybody calls me up, they can interrogate me. They, they know my, I know my industry, you know, whether it's sales and insurance or it is, you know, on from General Motors. We live in a world that's governed by numbers. If numbers are not moving forward, they become static. If they're static, they're going backwards. And all of a sudden, that's right. we are in a serious decline, correct? That is absolutely correct. That is correct. See, and I think that is the big aha thing right there you just said. It was for me, at least. It was the idea to first recognize that the pace by which information and communication is accelerating, that pace, that if we are standing still by the very nature of the force field that's operating, we are moving backwards. And that's a concept that we had to figure out here as a network. That's why, you know, right now we have a project underway, which is completely redoing all of our technology and bringing it to a more future perspective so that we could change something, some things about what we offer people and how we do it. You know, but let me ask you this question. The one thing that I find for myself that I face on a regular basis is self-doubt. And I know you, you, you cover this. I know you coach about this. I think self-doubt is probably the most toxic game changer, at least that I've discovered. You know, does this show up more often than not for people that have, All let's say, time. larger than life? Yeah, does it? Okay. All the time. And, and it's not dictated by you know, the size of their paycheck or their organization or their business, because we had that thing called fear, false evidence appearing real that engulfs people, lies to them. And by the time we get done analyzing ourselves, you know, we're paralyzed. We can't move forward. And then we question who we are. Can I even do this? And to me, that's the big, the big crime right there. And that's, you know, when I, when I even, I'm like a hound dog. And when I sniff that out, that's going to be eradicated. And we're going to do whatever it takes to get that client we're going to get them out of that mode of operandi and get them back on that track running forward. Okay. I know we've got a couple of minutes left. And we've talked about a lot, Deborah. Um, I, I wanted to just go back for a little bit and, and just capture, you know, what did we not talk about that you would say, look, alert, 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 if this is happening. Because a lot of times we go down a rabbit hole because we've waited so long to get help and we think help is not going to be able to help us. But I've not found that to be true. What do you think is the alert symbol right now? I think when a, when a, a person in business is afraid to tell someone on their team or a manager or someone in their organization the truth on how to fix the problem to get everybody straight, they are in major disaster getting ready to happen. Mm. When we allow, are we, are we have to candy coat things 
But if we don't direct our attention to identifying what's broken, what needs to be remedied, to for them to be successful, then we have failed, and the whole thing is just breach. Mm. Wow. Deborah, first of all, thank you for today. Uh, uh, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for taking this message out into the world in a number of different ways. Um, I know for myself that I wouldn't be here today without reaching out. I want to ask you, again, make sure folks have all that they need to get a hold of you. And I want to ask you this last question. I want to ask you what your personal message is. What would you really, what would you like to leave all of us with today? And again, thank you. It's never too late. And I'll tell you, not only is it never too late to hire a coach, but it's not too late to get that big bag of hope and to surround yourself in it because tomorrow is bigger and better than you could have thought. Don't rob yourself of fear and self-doubt today. Boy, do I love that. Uh, Deborah, any other information people should know? DeborahRothschild.com, Deborah definitely for sure. Uh, anything nope. else that perfect? No, no. Uh, call me. Would love to visit. You know, let's laugh together. Let's see what I can do to help you. <laughs> Great possibility. Because you know what? If we're not having fun building a business, then you know what? We need to find something that will put a smile on our face, right? Absolutely. I'm telling you that right there. That is the way you know whether you're uh, looking at holding them or folding them. Deborah's phone number, by the way, is 314-917-2709. 314-917-2709. And by the way, what we just said is if you are in this place where you're not sure, do I move forward? Do I not move forward? Definitely call Deborah. 314-917-2709. Let's get our mojo on. Deborah Rothschild, everybody. Deborah, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, boy, I'm just going to be thinking about a lot of things. Benny, Benny, Benny. Hey, everybody, let's take a short break. We're not done yet. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.